Hey, this is Russell, and I'm pretty sure I have one of the greatest jobs in the world. I work at the video store, the one that's just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it's movie night. Why I love this job is because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. Today on the show, I'm doing a shift with Marigold. We haven't done one in a while. We wish to do many more with her, but as you'll see, she is a very busy person. So it's lovely to get another chance to sit down and, and hear about all the interesting things that she is watching. Uh, for those who uh, know her, you can follow her on Marigold Tattoos over on Instagram, and she is going to be at Here Now in Cape Town from the 8th until the 13th of November. So you can book any tattoo appointments with her if you are in Cape Town. But magic, let's open up shop. This is me doing a shift with Marigold. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? But it's good to have you back. Mm -hmm. It's good to uh, consider this still a job I'd love you to have. Yes, and I would love to be a part of it. <laughs> so I'm glad. Good, because <laughs> um, we're on the cusp of um, saying goodbye to you as our events manager at the mm -hmm. Bioscope, which yeah. is uh, which is bittersweet, more more bitter than sweet. But it's um, it's it's an exciting time for you mm -hmm. uh, because you are onto such exciting stuff and you are becoming so famous no. <laughs> as, a, as a tattoo artist <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that, that we just can't contain you and we can't, um, we can't get you here to the cinema. And so it's, it's exciting to see someone in this point in their life and it's exciting to, to cut any shackles as much as they might love um, being a part of it or us having you it's great to just let you run free now and and be an amazing tattoo artist who can travel and 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 do tattoos at all hours yes <laughs> <laughs> um you are off to cape town yes i'm off to cape town on thursday yeah yeah mm. i i found it very interesting to hear that as a tattoo artist you would be touring mm much like a musician yeah guest spots um there's a <clears throat> a shop in texas that actually messaged me as well and they were like if you ever find yourself that side come come work with us for a little bit so <laughs> that's amazing yeah. where in texas do you know um in tyler tyler yeah never heard of it yeah but that's exciting there's a lot of cool cool spots in texas mm. um and so is that a that's a big part of a tattoo person's life is traveling and doing these guest spots um, I think it depends. I mean, you know, you have some people that kind of want to prioritize, you know, opening up your own shop. But and then you have other people who want to also travel so that they can learn from other artists and grow in that way. So I think it also really depends on person to person. But but it, yeah, I guess it is cool that if you do have a family and you do want some stability, you can just stick around. But yeah. if you want to run free, you can. Yeah, it's awesome. And at least we're not in the depths of COVID <laughs> at the moment, and people can actually travel a little bit, which is which is cool. But you originally from Cape Town? Mm -mm. No, no. But I lived there. I but you lived for bit. many years. No, not many years. One year. One year. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Then I was like, no, Joburg. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that you would prioritize Joburg. I love Joburg. Yeah. I do. Interesting. What, what, can you put any finger on why you love Joburg? I'm always curious because I've, I've always got a feeling that those living in Joburg are kind of none the wiser and just put their head down and get on with their life. Mm-hmm. But there is a strong argument as to sort of why someone needs to live in Cape Town. Yes, yes. And like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot about Cape Town that I loved with living there, like being able to go for a run on my own. Like, that's amazing just to be, mm-hmm. have, to be able to have that freedom. Um, but Joburg has a lot of really beautiful things about it that a lot of people just ignore for some reason. Like, I, I often have times where I'm, like, driving around and I'll look at, like, the view of just, like, this purple and green and it's gorgeous and the yeah. people are nice and it's community, you know, and a little bit more integrated, which I also way prefer to, like... Integrated on a on a racial level, mm, yeah, 100%, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, I think I think Joburg is is very much about the people, mm. and that's quite a hard thing to often put your finger on because Cape Town can be so beautiful on the outside. Yes, yes. Um, not to say that it isn't beautiful on the inside, but but mm. it's it's, it's <laughs> sure. But I mean, that's what everyone could kind of yeah figure out for themselves. But I've long since explained to people, especially foreigners, that Cape Town is very much like. Okay, granted, coming from the perspective of, of a heterosexual male, but um, my analogy has always been that Cape Town's like a pretty girl that walks into the room. You kind of take notice immediately. It's very obvious. Yeah. Where Joburg is a little bit like that person that you'd meet at a dinner party. Yeah. And you'd end up chatting, and by the end of the night, you'd be like, oh my God, she's amazing. Yes, <laughs> like yes, I think yes, I'm in love. I totally get that. But <laughs> it's not obvious. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't see it from the outset. No. It didn't, it didn't stop. It didn't stop the conversation. It didn't grab anyone's attention. Mm. But but by the end of it, you're like, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, it's sort of got its hooks in. It's the one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, but you're just going for a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be guesting at the Crow's Nest um, from the fourth to the seventh, and then I'm at here now tattoos from the eighth to the thirteenth. Okay, yeah. and then they as as the as that place will advertise book slots. I, I do, do my bookings. Oh, you do yeah, the bookings. But okay. they'll advertise a little bit, but I'll do my bookings. And, okay. Yeah. And then what do they get out of it? Do they get a percentage, a percentage of what you yeah. make? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's literally just like being a band. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool that you get to tour. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you'll be back in time for our next Video Store Presents Night, mm-hmm. which we have said is on the... 18th. 18th. The yes. Friday? I think it's the 18th. Let's double check that. We'll double check that. Um, because we are choosing a film that you have recommended. Yes. So a little bit of pressure on you. Uh, we are going to do it on the 18th of November. We are going to do Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Sick. Because for me, these Video Store Presents Nights are very much the films that people know and love that others have completely missed mm. so it's that's usually the more niche cult film yes so not the commercial cult film yes. the niche cult film yes. and um i'm using it as a chance to watch the movies i want to watch mm-hmm. and and this one is the one that you spoke about yes <laughs> and i haven't seen more than the trailer yes and i'm putting this thing on because i'm excited to watch it i actually do want to watch it yeah perhaps take a moment to explain why this movie was important to you. 
Um, I, as 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 we do, had a really like hectic like Tarantino phase where all I was watching was Tarantino yeah. and getting into like also um, his movie process and what inspired him. And I remember watching Death Proof and kind of researching a little bit more about that and what inspired Death Proof because yeah. it was it's so bizarre. It's like such a bizarre Totally. <laughs> and, and, um, and within two minutes of watching the Faster Pussycat trailer, mm-hmm. you see Death Proof yes, in it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So um, just doing a little bit more research and I watched Faster Pussycat Kill Kill and I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I thought great. it was really cool. No, no, no. And people like, <laughs> have, so what it is effectively is it's this B-grade movie. Um, those films sort of fall, fell into the category of sexploitation mm. or black you know there were other films that were black exploitation yes, which were sort yes. of dealing with with um ra- racial characters or p- people of color yeah. but sexploitation was the term very loosely given to these kinds of b-grade films that that exploit sex in a particular yes, way or yes. have themes of sex yes um but interestingly enough mm-hmm. that film um, has been sort of rethought, yeah, in a modern era, yeah, as as a film that actually shows incredibly strong female characters. Yes, they're so that's and they're not exploited exactly, and and it's actually a interesting, yeah, an interesting example of like strong women, but that still own and use their sexuality. They famously have these sort of big boobs and yes tiny know, cleavage. And yeah and the cleavage <laughs> is a big part of the yeah. movie and they're these go-go dancers that sort yeah. of go on this whole escapade yes in the desert in the desert yeah. okay so yeah. i'm excited it i'm excited too I, I really do like it but i guess that's also where things become like a little bit hard to like you know if it's if it's a, a movie that's exploitative, you know, it's, it's it becomes harder to be like, okay, cool, this is my favorite movie, you know. But, no, but in, be- when I first watched it, I didn't feel that way at all. I was like, these are like some strong, you know, yeah. ladies with cat eyes and like, you know, which is one of those yeah. things that just was a little time and a place, had its reasons, um, but later thought is so important. Like yeah. later looked back on, it's a, it's also like the decision to make the lead character in Alien, a woman. Yeah. That wasn't the original plan. And then they thought, well, it could be cool. Yeah. But they didn't really know what they were doing. Mm. And people later look back on that and they're like, Sigourney Weaver's Ripley is one of the most important representations of strong 100%. women. <laughs> and um, and it has these incredible um, ramifications. Yeah. And and so it's and lovely that it's kind of, that it's on the right side of history. I yes. think that's the most important. I agree. And there's like a few quotes from that film I'm not going to repeat them but <laughs> there's a few quotes from that film that I have stuck with me that I think about often and we, like can, we can swear <laughs> in this TV show I mean in this, in this podcast um, I'm trying to remember uh, but she like speaks about She's like having this like very like angry conversation with this guy and she's like, the only way that you want to see me is lying horizontal, but I am vertical, something like that. Oh, like, and, it's like, and I love it. I love it. It's like but sassy. Like, lovely. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of strong and powerful representation, myself and Cole watched The Woman King. Mm. Do you know about The Woman King? It's this big budget Hollywood movie. It's probably going to win a bunch of Oscars next year. Viola Davis mm-hmm. is the main... Um, person but yeah huge Hollywood set in 1820 West Africa in the 
in the sort of height of the slave trade, and it's all about this African kingdom, okay. which really existed in real life. Okay. That um, had these strong female warriors mm. guard the kingdom. Amazing. And uh, they 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 want to no longer participate in the slave trade. Mm. And um, oh, it's just lovely. It's just it's one of those movies. We've I mean we've spoken about it in more extent in another episode, but uh, it's just it's one of those films that every every girl should see, okay. even though it's a little violent. That's so? fine. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen a little bit of violence, but yeah. like every girl, especially little African girls, mm. need to see sort of how their history. Yeah. It's just how their history played out. But here's an example of, of where someone went against the norm and also just showed these these strong women. Yeah. It's, fuck, it's powerful. That's awesome. It's awesome. It's really great. Um, okay, so what else have you been watching at the moment? I've been watching a lot of stuff at the moment. A lot of spooky stuff as well. Okay. I don't know if you've already spoken about Dharma and this craze at the moment that's it was touched on. on but we mm. haven't really gotten into it so so did you did you watch yes Dharma? yes I did um in one night yeah Ooh, one Lord. of those yeah and did it just leave you like a hollow human being oh I had so many cries <laughs> I was just <laughs> crying like <laughs> it was it was yeah it was a trip but I, I really love Ryan Murphy I really do like okay. and so after I watched Dharma I went down more of is other stuff other than um, American Horror Story. So he did the O.J. Simpson mm, um, Which was interesting. It uh, was interesting, yeah. yeah. And and then I watched The Watcher afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but that, is that, that's not him though, hey? I think it is him. Is it yeah, him? I think it's Okay, we'll movie. double check that. But but that's, that's, that's yeah, I saw it and we yeah, started watching the trailer myself and Leslie, my partner. And after a little while we were like, Oh, it looks scary. <laughs> and we're like, we don't want to watch scary. <laughs> like, we kind of avoid that if we can. But it's a, what's the back of the box on the watcher? It's a true story. So it did happen. Um, mm. This family moves into this house and they start getting these letters from the watcher um, that are very descriptive. So it's like, I see your children. They look like this. And, you know, just kind of like claiming the house and... This watcher is like this is my house, you know. So Jesus. it gets it gets quite crazy, but it is a, a true story. It actually happened, and that's. Yeah. Uh, I think I was reading somewhere, but I might I might be incorrect. But so Ryan Murphy has the American Horror Story, which yeah. is a kind of like folklore ish, mm. um, and now this is American True Crime. But he hasn't really, you know, titled it. That, yeah, because when they when they released the O.J. Simpson one, mm. they they. They put that under a name. Yes. And that was going to be like a brand name yes. for these things, which yeah. was like... The Versace as well. The true horror story or yeah. the American true horror or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've clearly abandoned that name brand. Which I like. Which I is think probably it's smart. Cool, and then yeah. they just... Each kind of thing s sits on its own. Yes, yeah. Which the is The Versace cool. one was also crazy. And it also... Afterwards, I was like... yeah. I think I'm gonna start getting into Versace. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna buy some slops or cuffing. Didn't they have, like didn't they have uh, Ricky Martin in it? Thanks. So. I think Ricky Martin know. was like yeah. the lover or something, which was amazing because that was him actually playing a gay character, mm. which he, you know, he'd very famously denied the fact that he was gay or hadn't spoke about it for the majority of his career, mm. and then his career sort of did get smaller and less. Um, yeah big when he'd sort of owned the fact that he was gay because mm. that was in that 2000s era where 
the timing was 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 maybe a bit off for him. Yeah. Where now, like, if someone would be like, I do not care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really do not yeah. care. You can do whatever you want, bro. Yeah. But back then, it was quite a thing. Mm. Um. Okay. So, so you watched Dharma, then you watched The Watcher. The Watcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of interesting true crime, mm-hmm. I watched a film which is on Netflix now called The Good Nurse. The good nurse. Not to be confused with the good doctor, which yes, is a yes, 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 yes. <laughs> lovely TV show. Um, did I ever tell you that when I was in London earlier, I saw yes, him. Yes, you did. I saw, you, the, you did I saw the good doctor. Yes. Of Freddie Highmore. He just, <laughs> he just walked up towards me, enwrapped in a conversation with someone else. And I did a classic, you know, this is what happens when you're famous. Yes. You're going to be bombarded by people on the street. But I think I did it in a nice way where I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I think you're amazing. <laughs> That's lovely. I was like, I think you're amazing. And then the next sentence was, I'm from South Africa. Because like, yes. why would that be important? <laughs> and then he was very nice. He's like, hi, I'm Freddie. And he like shook my hand. Nice. And I really wanted to be like, dude, like, oh, he really is amazing. But that, I think I said it all in yeah, one sentence. Yeah. Okay, but not... The TV show, The Good Doctor, this is The Good Nurse, which has got Jessica Chastain, who's one of the famous of the two um, really attractive redhead women in Hollywood. Okay. They often get confused. There's only two. There's really only like two. The one was at... uh, um, The one is is the famous director's daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's Ron Howard's daughter. She was in... Jurassic World. Mm. This is Jessica Chastain, who was in this movie, <laughs> and she's been can in I, a bunch of other can ones. Can I pull up a photo? Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jessica Chastain <laughs> plays the role of this nurse who's working in a hospital, and then good old Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Who's an amazing actor, most famous from the Fantastic Beasts series, yes. and he played Stephen Hawking. And he was the Danish girl, which was that that um, trance movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Eddie Redmayne's amazing. No, he's good. Uh, he's probably one of the best actors of our generation. And and he plays a, a nurse that's just joined the, the hospital and then fishy things start happening. I don't want to get into too I much, but I it's based on a true story. I think I possibly did see it. I think I possibly... You could... the the Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but but it's when one speaks of like... A serial killer. Mm. You're kind of talking with probably you're probably talking about the most prolific serial killer yes, of all time, yes. but it's unknown. Yeah. Did you did you watch Nurse Ratchet? No. Watch it. It's it's got Sarah Paulson, so Ryan Murphy, all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was also a bit of a spooky nurse. Yeah. But do you know who Nurse Ratchet was? Um. Well, from that that I do. Yeah. <laughs> from, from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen one for? I have, I have, I have, and I've read the book. I was about to say we 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 did the we did the book in in varsity, which was lovely. Ken Kesey. Yes, yeah, it's it's quite hard to read his books. It's quite yeah because it's and he didn't do too many. There was another book of his that I really wish I well I'm probably ready for. I must relook. I think I was a little too young for it when I tried. Um, and there was a book called The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. Okay. Which was all about them putting acid in the Kool-Aid. Yes. And having these sort of trippy parties. Okay. Ken Kesey famously, yeah, as part of this book, 
he was part of something called the Merry Pranksters. Okay. So he was this author that existed in the 60s that that um that image you have of the sort of trippy hippies in the school bus mm-hmm. that's kind of been used and repeated and shown as the what the sort of 60s looked like. Mm-hmm. He he was very famously that that thing. They okay. they were something called the Merry Pranksters and they traveled around the world or traveled around the states taking acid in this school bus. <laughs> and um, Bono's character in the film um, Across the Universe, mm. he's meant to be Ken Kesey. Okay, okay. And they all take drugs on the bus and Speaking and of um, drugs on the bus and all that. <laughs> <laughs> that vibe. Um, Love uh, a good segue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, We recently watched The Bob Were from Grateful Dead. We watched that documentary recently. The what? Bob Were. Where? Where? How do you spell that? W-E-I-R from The Grateful Dead. Weir. 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 Bob Weir. Mm. Okay. He was a member of The Grateful Dead. Yes. Because people mostly know Jerry. Yes. Yes. Jerry, whoever, the singer. Yeah. Okay. And it was really awesome. It was so cool. Like, what is that on? Actually, it's on Netflix. Okay. Um, Yeah, I sent it to a lot of my, my little friends in their bands. And I was like, it's... No, what just, makes it special? I the journey that that's what I loved about it was like there was a lot of similarities that I've made with like my friends at the moment and their like band life and yeah. you know kind of the they touch on like the early stages of the band to Jerry passing to like everything was yeah Jerry was Garcia very, that was his yeah, name um, was that jam cool. band scene mm. is 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 something a lot of people just don't have any idea about so basically the grateful dead are considered one of the more famous of these bands that exist yes and the genre is largely just called jam band Mm. and it's because these bands would jam literally they would just have these long sets for hours and hours and and they talk about that as well is that like the the you know ladies would get so pissed off and they were like your songs so long. How can yeah. you have a 15 minute long song? Like and, and, and so these bands would often not be very well known commercially because they weren't really known as products that would be sold in albums. And yes. I think the Grateful Dead were, were one of the more accessible ones. Mm. But have you heard of a band called Fish? Don't know. Okay. Possibly. So so Grateful Dead are considered the 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 god the godfathers of this genre. Cool. But when Jerry Garcia died, all those hippies <laughs> that yes. gave hours and hours of their lives to you to them were like well where do we go now and and the band that sort of took over the mantle is this band called fish okay but it's spelled p-h-i-s yes 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 and these people like if you were a deadhead mm. which was the name of the people and now with fish i think they're called fish heads mm. these people almost give up their whole lives for this band so they would follow them around mm. mostly the states yeah. these bands don't really exist outside of america and they would live in this kind of burning man economy mm. where everyone would help each other and bring things and supply things barter. And, and barter mm. and they would f- follow them for months mm. just following this band and this band would play opikopi sized shows yeah so festivals three-day yeah. festivals imagine going to opikopi so you're talking 20, 30,000 people, mm-hmm. a big main stage where one band plays. It's one band. Yeah. They'll do a morning set for a few hours, mm-hmm. take a break, 
jam a little around lunchtime. Yeah. Take a break and then do an evening. Three days. I feel for on. the bands. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel no, for the bands. Just, they, it, it's wild. <laughs> but it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. they, when they play Madison Square Gardens, and I know this because I, I met someone who was a big fan mm-hmm. in the States. Mm. And when they play something like Madison Square Gardens, which is usually like the New Year's show, you have about like t- two seconds to book a ticket. Yeah. And so this guy was telling me how he's practicing, how quickly he can write out his credit card number and and he synced his clocks and mm. everything because mm. he's got literally two seconds to to hopefully get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. On, on, on the Millennium, they were one of the biggest shows of that Millennium countdown. Okay. Crazy. One band. Eh? And and Crazy. the world hardly knows about them. Mm. It's amazing how that can exist. I, I, I didn't even know it was because pronounced fish. Yeah. I was just like... Was like but oh, you've kind fish. of seen it yes, somewhere. I've, I've, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I think, if I'm not mistake, mistaken, Brian Jonestown has a song as well called Pish. And I think okay. it's probably in honor of that because, yeah. you know, they're very like... The, Bri- the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Yes. There's a lovely documentary called Dig. Yes, okay, I've been told about it. Dig. Okay, you haven't seen I it. I haven't watched it yet, but everyone tells me, Marigold, you are going to die for Dig. Yeah, it's very hard to find. I don't know where it exists out there. I think, I think it's, it could even be on YouTube. I think I yeah, possibly. it's probably made its way out to that space. It's not really accessible on anything. Yeah, but it's a documentary about that band, the Brian, the Brian Jonestown Massacre. And Dandy Warhols. And the Dandy Warhols. Yeah. And how the two of them sort of came through the scene together. Mm. Where in Brian's Brian Jonestown massacre, the lead singer was arguably more talented, but struggling. Yes. With his own demons and addiction and yeah. things, and that band could never quite break out the way in which the Dandy Warhols did. Yeah. Where they had one or two more famous songs and one or two more sort of commercial breakout moments, but they were envious of him, mm. sort of wishing they had the talent and the other one was wishing they had the success and the and it's the two kind of put together. Yeah. It's a lovely film. I've heard, I've heard. Okay. Yeah, I definitely must watch it though. Um, is there anything else that has been exciting you? Um, Guillermo del Toro, mm. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah. Cabinet of Curiosities, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. That is what it's called. Yes, I'm yeah. watching that right now. Where is that? Yeah. It's on Netflix as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mostly stream it. I have Disney Plus now, but I don't ever use it. But I'm mostly on Netflix at the okay. moment. Yeah. And, and w- what is what is Cabinet of Curiosities? So it's curated by him, and he did Pan's Labyrinth, mm. Devil's Backbone. Um, so they it's like an anthology, and so they're just a whole lot of little spooky stories. Very scary. It's it? so scary. Okay. <laughs> I watched one of them this morning he, and I he, was like, oh God, okay. Yeah, he probably, yeah, just helped produce them, help identify, mm. script yeah. supervised, yeah. sort of saw it into the world, but it's different filmmakers. Different filmmakers and also set in different times as well. So you have some modern ones, you have like more period piece kind of vibes. I must say, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of the anthology stuff. I love it. I and love Netflix it. does do it pretty well. Yeah. And, and you can almost feel like... Netflix probably makes most of its money out of the cock reality TV stuff. Probably. We we're busy watching Drink Masters. I saw that this morning. Which is the kind I of thing I think you dig. 
It's, it's so trashy reality, <laughs> but it's interesting because they make it's a whole reality TV show about cocktails, cocktails yeah. and the making of cocktails yeah. and how these people have to present cocktails. I was actually gonna like send a message to the Smoking Kills group and be like, "Have you guys seen this? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think?" Like, no, and it's interesting yeah. when you hear all the different contestants being like, "I'm, you know, I'm here to represent women of color in mm. the industry," and mm. you're like, "Okay, that's important yeah. for them." Yeah, you know, like I c- couldn't care what race my bot tender is but let's let's you know let's grow it it's important important. though it is really important because i also feel like in this country um it's a little bit trickier with you know bar staff and getting further in the industry because at the same time just because of south africa's like history it's like people of color in the hospitality business are in the back. So I was the first person of color to work front of house at Hell's Kitchen being open for six years. Really? Yeah. And it's so wild because you don't even, to be honest, like it's not something I think about, but that's probably part of the problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay, so Drink Masters was there Mm. and, and, you know, and I think, as I said, I think that's the the meat of television is these kinds of shows. But Netflix certainly tries to hit one or two of the smaller niches with yeah. these kinds of anthology things because Love, Death and Robots is incredible. Ooh, so good. And that is effectively about illustration mm. um, and animation. Yeah. But animation to the nth degree, not just we just know animation as being Pixar films. Yes. But all the amazing stuff that you can do. And, and by anthology, once again, we're explaining that each episode is a different, film yes so it's not continuous um and so you watch these one can be completely different from the next Mm. and then of course there's black mirror which is the most biggest and and probably biggest budget and most famous they're gonna do more they should because you know what things have gotten very spooky since the last time so yeah (laughs) they've got a lot to work so behind the box on black mirror Mm. for those who, who missed it is that it's also an anthology series where it's kind of a near future look Mm. And each episode deals with sort of the 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 perils or the the the, the cynicism mm. of the future. Yeah, and some the technology are, has and a technology big and and how technology is going to shape our future, but mm. in a far more sort of darker, Dark way. critical way. And you know what? Why it's called Black Mirror? No. So seance tables were black mirrors, right? Okay. And our phones over here. Is a black mirror. Oh, she says as she holds up her her <laughs> iPad. That's yeah. That's a black mirror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's a plan. Seance is when you would sort of summon a, a yeah, dead an, an entity or yeah. No. So you know when all those people would sit around a circle and it's they they would they would know, do summon it. it on a black mirror. It was a black mirror to call upon the dead or Ooh, dark Lord. spirits. There's a handful of those Black Mirror episodes that are actually already coming to life mm. and, and being true. One of which is is an episode where one of those robot dogs that Boston Dynamics are showing yeah. off. Mm. Um, the is, bees? Is kind of terrorizing. Oh, what was the bees one again? The, the robot bees. Yeah, the robot bees. Yeah, apparently that's something that could potentially happen soon or has happened. I so. think they've started building some form of robot bee to, yeah. to help pollinate. And then the rating episode as well. Because oh, that's just... Right. that's uh, In China, it's apparently way more prominent. Like, 
everyone actually just gets rated as an individual. I've heard, like, on my, yeah. like, but, I mean, think about Uber and, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of vibe. Like, you won't get a trip if your rating is, like, 1.2 and then I want to... Maybe they'll accept yeah, you. No, and like, even me here with the Bioscope, like, it's important to keep those those, those ratings, those ratings up. Yeah. up. And and if anything, yeah, if anything were wrong, it it can have a big impact. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember I remember having at some point when that started gaining some prominence and relevance, mm. um, mostly through Google Maps and people using Google Maps more and more. Because remember, the Bioscope's been twelve years now. Yes. So. so things and and zomato was a thing yes it's not so much anymore yes. but unless you want a menu then you can but, but <laughs> um but when these when these apps started ha- happening and we were going through a particular point in the bioscope i can't really pinpoint exactly what it was but it was basically like you know we had to we were on the cusp of needing to kind of reinvigorate ourselves perhaps look at the menu mm. perhaps sort of just work on service a bit more we would probably be busy. I can't remember exactly what we were involved in, but one or two bad ratings came through. Mm. Or uh, The eye was off the ball, put mm. it that way. Mm. It was perhaps someone like myself, who's the owner, was probably getting more sucked into short straw stuff. Mm. And I, I'd sort of taken my eye off the ball. And I remember seeing these these reviews and going, okay, so this is, the world's got to, like, everything's got to change. Yeah. yeah. And I remember saying to the guys, um, you know, the, the ladies mm. saying, look at this review. It says the ladies behind the bar. That's not anyone else. That's not me. That's not the, 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 you are the ladies behind the bar. And I could see their eyes like go big and they were like, oh, like what I do has an effect. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a bad review. I have one bad review. As From, a tattoo artist. No, 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 no. My reviews for a tattoo artist are very lovely okay, and very good, sweet. Good, good. But um, when I still worked at Hell's Kitchen, um, it was it was during deep lockdown okay. and we weren't serving alcohol as one shouldn't yeah. yeah um but i remember this lady came in and she got so angry at me that i wouldn't give her a gin and tonic because we still had stock but we had taken it down yeah. um and she got so angry at me she was like i know you guys have stuff in the storeroom like just serve mm. me and i'm like I can't. I'm going to get arrested if I do. And then I got the nastiest review about how this waitress Marigold was like (laughs) so rude and inappropriate, never going back there again. And then she came back the next week. Same thing. Give me gin. I'm like, I can't give me gin. (laughs) That was clearly something um, more about her. Yes. (laughs) And her gin. (laughs) Yeah, more in her and her gin. Yeah. Lovely. That's my one bad review. No. <laughs> yeah. no, it's interesting how that can have an effect. Yeah, so so Black Mirror, yeah, just leaves you haunted mm. as you as you go from episode to episode. What did you think about the last season with Mighty Cyrus and It was good. That the one of the good. Yeah. I thought okay. it was amazing. I loved the, the the one episode with the, the friends that were playing that video game. Yes. That yes. was beautiful. That that yeah. stuck with me. That was beautiful. So that was that was an interesting one. Back of the box of that episode is these two male friends who play this video game where they sort of can interact and do all sorts of things in this video game mm. like kind of fall in love yeah with each other and have sex in this video game mm. and um and of course this this is really 
it sort of disturbs them in a way, their yeah. own person, because they're like, am I gay? Am I in love with him? But I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind in of. In love with that character. I'm in love with who I become in the video game, and I'm in love with who that person is in the video game. And in this video game, we are in love. Yeah. And there's this amazing moment where they meet up, and the one guy's like, we must make out just to see whether just see, yeah. is this something in real life or, oh, oh it, it was it was good it, was oh, good. it just sort of recalibrates everything about you and you're like oh, yeah because you as a you know i can speak on behalf of, of, of being a, a male in that moment like it is erotic it does turn you on in a way when you watch this thing play out and yeah you're like i'm having the same feelings that they're having which is like i'm now falling in yeah. love with this person but i know i, I once had operated a, <laughs> you know it's, oh, i had it's a i had a boyfriend on world of warcraft his name was dk metzgar <laughs> like once upon a time oh you yeah. had a you had a boyfriend in, on, in on, a video game on world of warcraft yeah so we like we would meet up at a certain time ah, tell me I, more. yeah so it, it was it was bizarre he wanted to see my face and i didn't i was like okay no i'm not gonna show you my face because when i was playing world of warcraft i was like yeah. 13 or so so i was like i'm not going to show you my face i don't know how old this man is or who he was but like even if he is a man you have no oh, idea well, no, no but idea, i mean we could yeah. take we could probably take a stab at the fact <laughs> that he is a older than 13 and he lived um with his mom in the basement like typical typical oh, wow. yeah but dk metzgar was yeah my boyfriend in world of warcraft Shut up. So what, <laughs> but i mean you were you were the the embodiment of like a troll or what were you i was i think at that stage, because later on we we played war games. I used to play with my best friend. Every school holiday we would spend the holiday together and lock ourselves in the office and <laughs> close the blinds and just play World of Warcraft for Wild. days. Um, and that sounds nice and healthy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> We're very socially awkward. <laughs> like very. <laughs> it's it, Listen, it comes with zero judgment because... <laughs> You know, you could argue that, you know, playing cricket all day is the same thing. It, it, one is a little more well, healthier and yeah, more vitamin D. You're but, moving. But, but it's, um, no, it comes with zero judgment. But okay, yeah. so so you, but was this friend at least with you next next to you in the same room? Yes, in the same, okay. she was with me. Um, and we would play together, obviously, because it's like yeah. learning. So we had a whole little backstory. We had Roxy Beth and Pinaria, and they were like Who sisters. I was Roxy Beth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then this DK Metzgar guy. This is a crazy story, actually. Okay. I haven't thought about it in a while. Okay. This DK Metzgar guy like proposed to me, but then he also had like a bit of an affair with Tia as well. Oh, no. <laughs> like this, like he crazy. was having the time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how, so you obviously chatted to each other. Yes. And at some point you managed to ascertain that he was living in his mom's yes. basement. Yes. Like that came out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to take a stab at saying <laughs> that if you just like, Oh, I'm in my house and my mom's here. Um, you wouldn't have said it if you were sort of a young boy. No. Where only when it became important to say that you were in your mom's basement. Yeah. 
would you then become a person who is of age yes. where being in your mom's basement is a thing? It's a norm now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, 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 where it's like it's got to be stipulated. Yes, I get you. I get where you. if you were just a high school kid, you'd be like, I'm at how? I'm at my home. Yes, it's my like apartment. It wouldn't be my mom's basement. It would be like, I'm at my house. Yes, yes. And I'm in the computer room of my house. Yes. Where later that becomes like, I am in my mom's basement. Yep. Okay. <laughs> TK Matt's this. Shout out. Okay, but was he at least a nice enough partner I think to, so to hang out with in for, the world yeah for that school holiday he was great okay, <laughs> well. um, okay. what do you want to watch more of I'm going to definitely finish this cabinet of curiosities okay. yeah I think I've got three episodes left uh, it's amazing hey my algorithm is not presenting me with that okay. my algorithm has been very um, skewed by my partner yeah. who watches Love is Blind and Oh golly. <laughs> <laughs> and all these things. We finished we finished The Ranch, funny enough. Okay. Which was that Ashton Kutcher um um kind of dramedy. Okay. Um it's an old one. It was sort of as Netflix first came to South Africa, it was there and it sort of finished I think years ago. Okay. But we, we finished it for the first time. Mm. Well we fin we finally finished it. Okay. It's an interesting T V show. It's 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 um. What is it? The, it's 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 got the the fabric of a sitcom, like an old sitcom, yeah. in that it's in studio sets. Mm -hmm. So it looks like you know how you would watch that '70s show where you'd yeah. be outside and the inside and outside, but the outside kind of still feels like it's in a set. Mm. But uh, made for Netflix, so they swear a mm -hmm. lot. So that immediately changes things. But there's still the canned laughter. But then it gets fucking serious. Mm. <laughs> it becomes like, it becomes like super heart wrenching. It's a, it's a smart show okay. for what it is. The ranch. Yeah, Ooh. and 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 it was Ashton Kutcher saying, you know, this is the life I know where I grew up, and that I don't think gets enough attention, and I don't think gets enough of a presence out there, which is the lives of these ranchers, which are out in the middle of nowhere, and mm. their politics, and who they, you know. And as certain things get challenged politically or ideologically or morally, you can see the characters having a conversation where the one would not want this or would want yeah. this or sees the world this way or gun rights or abortion and, and, and yeah. all those things in America that they grapple with, they kind of they, they address in the show. That's it's yeah, and it's all packaged in a really yeah, an accessible sitcom format. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and it, it got all its love and praise at the time. Mm. As I said, I'm very late to the party by finishing it. But uh, it was nice just to kind of see it to its end. Okay, cool. But, but yeah, it's, 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 still, it's still in the category of yes. popular, <laughs> popular trash. I'm either like true crime and like really spooky stuff or cooking. I've just been watching a lot of cooking shows. Well, there's like, that instant cook. On Netflix, the instant, instant kitchen cook. where they where you got to use the it's like simple. Easy Bake. It's yes. called Easy Bake. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched one episode, but I, I'm I'm more into like Chef's Table. Okay. Like, I really like Chef's Table, Have and then also the the, yeah, no. the street food, the Asian street food, and uh, um, they also do Mexico as well. Um, okay. Street food's very cool. I like the pretty shows that are like yeah, yeah. lovely music and like not like. Hey, do you want to bake? Like you yeah, know that yeah, weird yeah. like. <laughs> the well, drink masters is pretty. What do you? I mean, what do you mean by pretty? 
Like, have you seen Chef's Table? No. Watch the pizza. Watch the pizza one. It's so good. So, so good. Okay. Um, Pretty in terms of what? It's cinematography? Yeah, it's the cinematography and the, you Is know. it in a set? Is it in a, do they compete in a sort of like no, a warehouse? No, no, no. It's not like competing. It's, it's more so about like uh, the top chefs in the Like an expose on, yeah. on, on yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the movie Chef with John Favreau? Yes, I have. It's lovely. It All it lovely. makes you want to do is just make sandwiches. Exactly. And like eat meat sandwiches. So <laughs> after I watched Chef's Table Pizza, everyone in the tattoo shop as well were kind of watching it as well. And we all just went on this pizza craze. Like we were eating just makes pizzas you eat, yeah. like all the time. And I was like, I, you know what? I can be a good pizza chef. I can do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, that's, the, that's the, 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 the lovely inspiring thing of what we have here in the cinema, which is when we create an event where you want to drink along or you want to eat along or you mm. want to do certain things. Mm. Like there was, um, yeah, when, when you watch a movie, there was a, there was a, a film called uh, The Color of Wine. Mm. The Color of Wine. It was made by uh, Akin Omatoso, who's a South African-based. He's now he's now a superstar in in, in LA, but uh, a Nigerian guy who was a filmmaker who operated out of South Africa for a long time, and he made a documentary about um, all the different uh, wine farms in South Africa that are um, becoming black-owned wine farms, starting up, and also just how the culture of more uh, black folk getting into wine mm. but throughout the movie you just see wine being poured and drunk and so all you want to do is drink, just drink wine. wine yeah so Perfect. we've <laughs> done it a few times where we've partnered up with wine farms or done some kind of drink along mm. you just want to drink wine <laughs> you should do it with voicing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no it would be great to do something like that again and we of course are slowly developing our chocolate experience mm. just, it's taken mm. me way too long but yeah. when you watch the movie chocolate with with um, Johnny Depp, all you want to do is eat chocolate. And so I've been slowly working mm -hmm. on this concept with the guys at Chocoloza. Maybe me now talking about it in an episode will make it more yes. real. True but Detective and um, Matthew McConaughey fucking smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. That, that for it me was... It did not help you quit. No, I was like, every time he lit a cigarette, I was like, oh, damn it, I have to go outside. Especially <laughs> when you make, yeah, when it, when it, um, when it looks good. Um, on Disney Plus, mm. watch the film Thank You for Not Smoking. Thank You for Smoking. It's called Thank You for Smoking. I've heard of it. My mom's recommended it to yeah. me a few times. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a documentary. Well, it's not a documentary. It's a, it's, a, it's a film about a guy who works for the cigarette companies yeah. and how he like, tries to lobby and, and how they try and get the characters to smoke a cigarette in the movie and like yes. just shows you the, okay. b the behind the scenes of how you're being triggered. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. You're still smoking though. Still, yep. still, yep, still yep. on it. Yep. <laughs> She's over there. <laughs> All right. Magic. Uh, but listen, let's get back to work. Um, I think you should watch The Good Nurse. Cool. It's just a film. So it's a nice I think hour and a half I life. possibly have seen it, but I'll let you know. Oh. I, I, it's new, mm. very new, mm. and you would have you would have remembered if you'd seen it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll check it. Okay. And then the other. I'm going to watch Cabinet of Curiosities. It's very scary, though. Yeah. Okay. It's scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, brace yourselves. Brace myself. It's okay. it's it's yeah. It's, it's messed up. <laughs> it's like really messed up. 
<laughs> something I probably should not have been watching after my week, but you know. <laughs> okay, magic. That was me having a fat chat with Marigold. It was so lovely to sit down and have a have a good chat with her. She was uh, an incredible events manager here at the Bioscope for for many 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 months, and we loved having her. And this is hopefully a way that I can uh, still stay close with her and still hang out. And it's great that we've still got this um, video store connection. So I hope to still have her come back for, for a few more shifts as we go. So uh, that was uh, myself, Russell Grant, as I said, chatting to Marigold. So she is a really amazing tattoo artist if you missed that. And so over on Instagram, you can check out her profile, Marigold Tattoos. And as we said, she is in Cape Town at the moment, so you can book a slot if you can. Otherwise, I'm sure she'll make a plan for you at some point. Um, but yeah, we spoke about our very exciting uh, next event here at the Bioscope, where we are going to screen Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Uh, obviously a lovely ode to the kinds of films that inspired the Tarantinos of the world. So that is on the 18th of November. Tickets are on sale over at thebioscope.co.za. So we'd love to have you there. Um, myself and other um, co-hosts will be there on the night, and we'd just love to meet you, love to hang out. And uh, in case you missed it, if you can show us you are a subscriber, you get yourself a free popcorn on arrival. Okay, magic. Please share the love. We are the video store.co.za. That is the number one thing that you can share around. And from that site as well, you can please join our Facebook group as well as our Instagram page. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what we could be uh, talking more about, what you're watching, what you're enjoying. Please join the conversation. Okay, we got to close up shop here. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.